standing, if you would, please, take your Bibles, turn to the book of Haggai, find it between Zephaniah and Zechariah, Haggai, page 962, if you have a Schofield Bible. We'll be reading Haggai, chapter 1, verse 13. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 13. Sounds like most of us are there. Haggai chapter 1 verse 13. Then spake Haggai the Lord's messenger and the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness this morning. We thank you for your grace and your mercy that you bestowed upon us. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you again, Lord, for the privilege to, to have and to hold and to hear your word this morning, God. And Lord, we thank you now as it comes time for the uh, preaching hour. Lord, that you be with our pastor. We ask you to anoint him afresh. Help him this morning, dear God, to deliver the message, Lord, that you have for us. And God, help us to have hearts and minds and ears. Be attentive, dear God, and to receive that that you have for us. Lord, if there's one lost and undone among us this morning, Lord, we pray that come to know Christ and a free pardon of sin here today. God, you are worthy of all our praise, and we praise you and thank you for all that you've done and all that you'll do here today in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. And you forgive me if I get this wrong. Melista or Alista? Is it Melista? Alista. Okay. Claude Felter, is that right? Okay. Hallelujah. Alista, Victoria Jackson, thank you hey, so much for being here. And the young lady that she came last week and she brought two more. Now next week, just double it. We'll give you on pew. Hallelujah. Good to have you in the Lord's house this morning. Amen. Haggai chapter number one. If you've read the book of Haggai, you begin to realize very, very quickly it is a story about the people of God that had been in captivity, but now they're back home. And they begin to build the house of God, but somewhere in the middle of it, they get detoured. And the Bible says... Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses? That word sealed means paneled, and this house lie waste. He comes into verse number 5, and he says, Now therefore thus saith the Lord of us, Consider your ways. And perhaps this morning... You could relate to the next verse. Listen carefully to what he says. You have so much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's none warm. And he that earth wages, earth wages to put it in a bag with holes. Have you ever felt like that? It's amazing what he's saying. He's saying you, you, you have all of these things, but it's not, 
It's not satisfying. It's not bringing a joy. It's not bringing a, a satisfaction, even though you have all these things. And he said, you're working, you're making good money, but it's like a bag with holes in it. In other words, you put it in and it just goes shoot, right through the bottom. And you wonder, where did my money go? I read this story this week where a little boy had, had prayed and he, uh, he asked God for $10. And uh, the postal service got it. And uh, this may explain some of it, but he, the, President Clinton was the president at the time and they sent it to President Clinton. He was so amused by it that he said, listen, said, uh, send him back $5 and that, that'll satisfy him. So the little boy, he got the $5 and he sat down and wrote another letter. He said, now dear God, I want to thank you so much for the sending me the $10, but you made one mistake. You sent it through Washington first. <laughs> Amen. That's about the truth, is it not? And so Haggai the prophet, the man of God, comes. And as a matter of fact, when you read this, and we'll not take time to go through all this other than just give you the short version. The people had wondered, have we so missed God that there's not, God's not going to help us? Have we so missed God He's just not going to help us at all? And so the Lord preaches... Just four words. It is perhaps his shortest message. Four words changed everything. This morning, as God's people, if these four words could find a place in your heart and become real your life would never be the same. Just four words. Go with me as we look at verse 13. In case you're thinking, I'm, I'm really stretching the text. Listen to what Haggai said. And Haggai, the Lord's messenger in the Lord's message. And what Haggai come up with, it's the Lord's message. Four words that changed everything. A middle-aged man is having a tough time. His father and mother are both dead and, and he misses them. He's got a teenage child that's driving him crazy, as all teenagers do. I mean... Economical problems, the money problems are severe, even with the necessities of life. And to make matters worse, it seems as if every time he accomplishes anything, someone else comes along and grabs what he's worked hard for all of his life. It's enough to make anybody want to give up, but four words changed everything. A young man runs away from home. He knows that one of his own family members is out to kill him. 
he finds himself all alone and he's, and he's afraid and because he, he's never been here before and the future looks grim. By four words, changed everything. A very sincere and honest employee works hard. He's productive. He does his job well. Yet he has to continually put up with sexual harassment of the boss. He's accused of literally of raping her when he's done nothing and harassment and thrown in jail. Totally innocent. But four words changed everything. An 80-year-old man, he believes God wants him to, to lead a humongous number of people and go to the most powerful man in that day and demand their freedom. What's he going to do? I can't even talk unless I stutter. And I'm weak and I'm afraid and I'm inadequate. I just can't do this, God. Four words changed everything. A young maiden from a poor family. She's engaged to be married to a lowly carpenter. Her hopes and, and, and everything, she's built everything and looking forward to marrying this man that she so loves. She has nothing. She, she doesn't dream of, of a great big house. She has no, she, she's not, she doesn't dream of anything prominent. After all, all of her life has been poor, yet four words changed everything. These four words change you this morning. These four words could take the one that feels that they're totally inadequate and defeated. This is four words can help that, that lady that's lonely because God chose to take a mate before them. These four words work for the man that puts up a good front But secretly, he cries because the one that he loves is gone. These four words can change your life. These four words can change the life of the one that you weep every night for your children. You cry, you beg God to, to move in their lives. And sometimes... You wonder, is God ever going to do anything? Are you really there? But these four words can change every bit of that.
for those of you that are looking and the storm clouds are blowing in. And you know this storm's not going to just blow over. You know you're going to live through this one. And you know the tears is going to come and you know the heartaches. Four words. Change every bit of that. Just four words. And each word is just one syllable. Oh, it's so simple. I mean, these four words changes everything when the one who speaks them is God. I'm glad for those that encouraged me along the way. I'm glad for those that come by and say, Pastor, I'm praying for you. I say, Hallelujah. I'm encouraged when I look and many people are in the house of God this morning and I'm encouraged by that. But oh, when God speaks these four words, then nothing else in this world compares to it. This morning, prayer has been that if some way I could open your heart and your head and pour these words in, I would do so. Because I know regardless of whatever you face, these four words will make all the difference. We're approaching Thanksgiving and Christmas season. And I love this time of year. It is a time of celebration for many people. I mean, it's a time for some people to, to, to bring out the good in people. Amen. Old tightwads won't give a dime through the year, but then Christmas they'll do a little something. Amen. That's right. It draws us. I, I mean, I, I, I even put money in the salvation pot, and here's the reason why. I, I figured that, that poor soul stands up and ring that stupid bell. Somebody ought to put something in it. Amen. And it's a time that, that, uh, that, that brings a great joy. But you also realize Thanksgiving and Christmas is the highest rate of suicide and depression any other time of the year. It's a time when many feel the, deep, the most deeply absent of loved ones. It's a time when the pain of broken families hits the hardest. It's a time when people feel the guilt of past failures. It's a time when we find ourselves quickly approaching uh, the end of a year and the start of a new year, and we check back and say, My God, where did it go? Uh, James said, Life's a vapor. Cheer for a moment, and it vasheth away. I was aggravating. Oh, my goodness, what is his name? Josh. And he's 25. What he doesn't realize is he'll turn around tomorrow and he'll be in his 50s. It's that fast. Man, that's encouraging him. These four words help me. Amen. Four words. I remember being 25 and it seemed like it's yesterday. How many says amen to that? It seemed like it was yesterday. But these four words that Jesus said, here's the four words. Here's the four words. The book of Haggai, verse 13. The people say, will God help us? Does God care? Does, will God move towards us? 
I mean, we made a mess of it. We made a mess of it. Well, God, here's what he's, here's his message. Thus spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, and the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you. That's it. I'm not going to, but if I said, okay, let's stand in clothes, that'd be, if you got that, it'd change your life. I am with you. When God speaks those words in our hearts, everything changes. Regardless of the harshest situation, have to come under the authority of the Holy God. He says, I am with you. I am with you. You will not get a greater message in life. Many of you are looking, our young people are looking towards the future. Oh, how would the God they could grab hold of this morning with all their heart that if they're saved by the grace of God, I am with you. It changed the life of a frightened, of a, it changed the life of a middle-aged struggler named Isaac. It changed the life of a frightened runaway named Jacob. It changed the life of a man wrongly in prison named Joseph. It changed the life of an 80-year-old man by the name of Moses. It gave strength to a scared Gideon. But all oh, what precious words they were to a little maiden that was a virgin, never known a man. Yet the Bible says she was conceived of the Holy Ghost. Mary said, God said, I am with you. This morning changed everything. I was, I was thinking about this. And uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you young ladies here with us. I, I really am. And I was sitting here just a few, min- just a few minutes ago and thinking. I said, you know, here they, they go to Lenore Ryan. And, uh, and I just praise the Lord for that. And, uh, and they're a college, and, and I said, they're going to come to church looking for something, you know, wild and big. And I thought, man, this, this is really simple. But you know what? If we could get a hold of it, it would be the most greatest monumental thing you ever got a hold of. Consider with me, first of all, the man Isaac. He's in his middle ages. Abraham, his father, his mother Sarah, they're dead, and his heart still feels the emptiness. He loves his wife Rebecca and his son Esau and Jacob, but there's a, there's a tension in the home. There's a lot of tension in homes today. Isaac tends to favor his brony son Esau. Rebecca prefers the brainy son, Jacob. Famine consumes the land, causing an awesome shortage. And Isaac's forced to move into another region, the land of the Philistines. He's in his middle ages. His parents are gone. The family's under stress. I mean, financially, this is survival. So he moves his family. Many 
identifying with that time. Soon, Isaac and his family become the targets of the envy and the people around them because God blesses Isaac. I mean, Isaac and Rebekah. God begins to bless their sons and people around them and they're digging whales and just as soon as they dig one, somebody starts fighting for that whale and they move on to dig another. Three times. Three times. Till he finally come to the place of just three words. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night, saying, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for, here's the four words, I am with thee. Oh, how I wished. Oh, how I wish that I had the power this morning that that becomes so real for you. It's the answer for our day. I am with thee. I am with thee. And I will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Elijah goes with me a lot. Or he used to. Now I've been swapped off for his band peeps. <laughs> now I'm learning this language. If you didn't know what peeps are, they're his people. It really hurts. But when you would go with me, more times than not, what would we stop at McDonald's and get? A cone of ice cream. Now, he never did say, are we going to stop and get something before he went? If he did, I probably would not do anything. But because he wanted to be with me, I would say, how do you, you feel about a cone of ice cream? He said, that'd be good. But a double cheeseburger would be better. <laughs> Or even in any way, I would end up spending more than two dollars, you know. See, that's why you treat God. You treat God. Why are you going to give me? What's in it for me? Why should I come to church? What you got for me? Are you going to answer my prayer? Are you going to bless me? Are you going to do this? You going? To... No, 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 no. I got a hunch. If I just get to Him. If I'm with him, if I know, if I know I am with thee, if I know he's with me or me with him, if I know that, then guess what he's going to do? He's going to look for the same thing I do. And I'm just a man. But I look for things to say, what can I get him today? What can I do for him today? Now all the grandkids want to come next time. What, what can I get? See, we, we're missing this thing. We, we give God the orders. 
Okay, God, here's the order for today. Now, God, give me, give me, give me, give me. And then when that don't happen, we're all in a tizzy. What you ought to do is, God, are you with me today? Am I with you? And I, and I, as you in the middle of the turmoil, God was with him. Consider with me the man Jacob, Isaac's son. Jacob found that those same four words in the loneliest night, the loneliest night of his life, would be the answer to everything. Jacob has stolen his brother's birthright or connived him out of it. He stole the blessing. He lied and he, he, he made a... Him and his mama got together and connived. And his brother said, I'll kill you when I get to half a chance. As soon as daddy's dead, boy, you're next. And mama says, son, you need to go down to Laban. Run, son. So he runs. And he runs till he's exhausted. And the Bible says he, he landed on a place called Sartan. Don't miss that. Sartan. He had a dream. He wrestled with an angel. Nothing down the ladder they went. And all this frightened runaway. I don't know about you. Here's what he encourages me about this. Nothing about Jacob's being right with God. I want you to listen to me. Jacob's not where he needs to be. I mean, he doesn't lie. What's your name? Esau. You lying rascal. You ain't Esau. You're Jacob. You're, you're deceiving weasels what you are. And got lace on his shorts. He's a mama's boy. What's your name? Esau. You're lying, you ain't Esau. And he took what God would have given him anyway. He didn't have to take that. He didn't have to take that. God would have made sure he got that. And so he goes and, and he's fearful. And his brother's going to kill him, his own brother. He leaves and don't miss this. He never sees mama again. He's, he goes as far as he goes, and he gets a pillar out of a stone. He lays down, and without much effort, he goes off to sleep. Oh, if he could just find four words in Genesis 28, 15. And behold, pay attention, Jacob. Listen, Jacob. Are you listening, Jacob. Behold, I am with thee. We'll keep thee in all places where thou goest, and will bring thee again in this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Here's what he said. He said, here's the message I got for you. Jacob, I know you're a weasel. I know you're a conniving rascal. But I want you to know something, Jacob. I am with you. Amen. He got so excited about it, he started tithing after he got after this episode. So he done one thing right. Throughout the rest of his life, 
the ups and the downs, the good times and the bad times, the sin, the mistakes, the sorrow, one thing never changed and become certain for Him. I am with thee. Consider with me the man Joseph. He had to deal with jealous brothers. Now I know that you never have any family members that are jealous. I know we don't have any. All of our family members are just wonderful, glorious. We don't have any crazy ones, do we? Joseph had to deal with the jealous brothers. Let me tell you how bad it was. It's so bad that they threw him in a hole. They pulled up a stump. They sat down and ate their sandwich. And him down there dying of thirst and hunger. And they wouldn't even throw him a crumb of bread. Don't you reckon that hurt? I know you boys are jealous of me, but my goodness. That's a little too much, don't you think? Not only that, but he has to go down and he's sold in the Potiphar's house. He's given a job. He's doing the best he can. But he has to work for Miss Potiphar's son, his boss. And she's a wicked reprobate. And she tries her dead level best to seduce him. She comes in the room half clad and she tries to catch him when he's alone. And she does. And he runs. She grabs his coat. She goes screaming out the door half naked. Rape! 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 And he's thrown in jail. And in the middle of those stocks in those jails... No doubt, old Joseph said, My God, you gave me a dream. And you said the, 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 the stars is going to bow to me and the moons. And you told me that, that, that my brothers would be bowing to me. And you told me all this stuff. God, you told me all this. Going, you told me I was going to be blessed. I was going to prosper. What goes? Ain't nobody bowing in here in this prison to me. What goes? God, what's just about this? You saw that Jezebel had fangs and claws, and you know, God, I didn't do nothing with her. I shoved her away. I did right. And the answer to doing right, God, is I'm here. Let's bring it home. God, I tithe every week. I'm honest with you. God knows my heart. I am. And God... Every week we barely scrape by. Some weeks I go to work with $10 for all week long. God, that don't seem right. Are you listening? We, we live right, don't we? God, I, I, I'm honest with you. And, and others, others seem to get a new automobile or a new house or new this or new clothes or new this. And we got to... We gotta, Seem like everything we touch turns to dirt and everything else everybody else touch turns to gold. God, that don't make sense to me. Here's the four words that made all the difference to him. Genesis 39, 2, And the Lord was with Joseph. Oh, if you could get that. If you could get that. The Lord was with Joseph. 
And I believe in that prison house, God got him ready for the palace. I would to God, somehow or another, if I could just, if I could just open the doors of my heart, if you could just get this. It's not the palace that he'll want when he gets there. He's going to get the palace, but it's not going to be important. Because in the prison, he found something bigger. He found something greater. I tell you this much, I'm going to get that wife I want. I'm going to get that woman. I don't care what I do. Well, you know, like seven, like uh, snow, I say, who, who was it? Snow White and the seven dwarfs? When I said that, you know, and that wicked witch, you might think you're getting snow white and wake up with a witch. Or it gets worse than that, you might think you're getting a prince and wake up with a frog. And you kissed and kissed and kissed, it don't go away. <laughs> if you could get this, if you could get this, if you get this, if you get this, no matter who that relationship is, if you have the Lord with you, He makes all that work. And I believe in the prison house, the Lord said, I'm not going to ease up on the Matter of fact, the keeper of the prison gave him free reign because here's what the prison keeper said. Because the Lord was with him. They ain't treating me right on that job. They're mistreating me. They're brutal. They don't do right on that job. Can I ask you a question? Is the Lord with you? My friend, they treat me right. i got to ask you a question. Is the Lord with you? Preacher, have you? Preacher, have you been hit somewhere? Have you not seen the news? They voted in same-sex marriage. That sick. Craziness. Where you been, preacher? This thing's crazy. We're in a battle. We're fighting it. Yeah. I, I, I've heard it. I've seen it. But here's the answer. The Lord is with me. That's all I gotta have. See, they don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but my Lord does. They don't know what the future holds, but my Lord does. They don't know what's happening tomorrow, but my Lord does. And if I'm with Him and He's with me, we're gonna be okay. And through it all, He said, I am with you. He went on to say in Genesis 50, 20, But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. One more, consider with me the man Moses.
I love this. Who, who was it? Somebody was telling me this. And said a man was speaking to, to, a, to, a, to a group. And he said, I've been serving God all my life. But he said, I, I've come to the conclusion that is not right. There's an error in it. And he comes to this passage. And he said, because I read it. He said, when, when God, the Bible says that God, Moses led the children of Israel, he said, that ain't true. He said, they was all Baptists. He said, the way they grumbled and the way they complained, he said, it could be no other ones. It had to be Baptist. And I'd say amen sometimes. Moses said to God, who am I? That I should go into Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly. Here's what he said. I will be with thee. That was his answer. That was his answer. While we could go on all morning, Joshua, God takes Moses out, his leader, his pastor, his friend. Here's God's answer. There should not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of my life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. How could he go on? How could he take the place of Moses? How in the world could he conquer all the army? How could he do all that? God was with him. The children of Israel had fell in so much sin and had gotten so far from God that God allowed Babylon to conquer them and put them in captivity. But when they returned home, instead of building the house of God, they began to build their own houses for personal gain. I mean, they built some nice homes. They cultivated the land. But they left God's house in ruins. And no matter how hard they worked for success, they never could get ahead, no matter how hard they worked. And God sent the prophet Haggai to tell them. They said, will God hear us? Will God help us? Israel realized they sinned. They obeyed the message. They feared God, but is it too little, too late? Would God forgive them and give them another chance? And then he comes and spake Haggai the Lord's messenger in the Lord's message unto the people saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. And that's all the people needed. I'm with you. And this morning, in Matthew 28, 20, the last words he says in the book of Matthew, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you in love, I am with you. All the way, even to the end of the earth. Amen. Isaiah 41, 10 says, Fear thou not, for... Here's the words. I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am God. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I behold thee with the, my hand of my righteousness. Here this morning, I have one question. I have one question. It's the answer to everything we have. Here's the question. Simple one. Simple one. Is he with you? It ain't the time to play pretense. It ain't the time to play church. I didn't ask you if you was a church member. I, 
I never, look this way, I never asked you if you were, had a position. I never asked you of your opinion. I really just asked one question. Is he, oh my he, the Lord, with you? If in the next second of time, Jesus said, Come up hither! In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you can't think faster than you twinkle your eye. In the twinkling of your eye, you'd be in His presence. Would you be saved or would you be lost? Would He be your Savior? Or would he be your judge taking you to an eternity without God? Which one would you be? Is he with you? Dear Christian, dear Christian, you've fretted, you've worried, you've cried, you've been broken, you've complained, you've bellyached, you've, you've done everything in the world. Like that crowd that's making money with a hole in the bottom of it. You put your money in, but you look in, it's all gone. That's exactly the way some of your feelings have been. They're just, uh, you know, you looked at everything and know, and you can't seem to find the answer. I just got a really question for you. Is he with you? He is the answer. Marriage is no hope for it. Is He's with you. Nothing's going to change my children. Oh yeah, if he's with you, going to die. And if they do, he's with you. And he's with you. That job, whatever your whatever it is, the answer. I am with you. Here's the question. Is he with you? Now I don't want you, now listen, I don't want you, in just a moment, I want everybody to stand up and I'm going to have every head bowed. I want you to do something for me now. Number one, I don't want you to ask the question for somebody else. I don't want you, ma'am, to think about your husband. Sir, I don't want you to think about your wife. Hey, young people, I don't want you to think about some other young person. I don't want you to think about nobody but yourself. And I want you to ask the question, is he with me? So I'll stand to your feet.